0: Welcome to the Words of Witness podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Derek Thomas, and I pray that the podcast today blesses you and inspires you to live a life that's worthy of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that we serve. Enjoy today's podcast. God bless. As we go into... Um tonight, I wanna to go into tonight looking at um looking at restoration. And looking at restoration okay. and, and, and looking at monitoring and, and you know, me and you we can talk about it firsthand because you know this particular uh lesson tonight came from the issues that I got with my car right now. You know? Okay. And you know, the, the way that I found out I had issues about my car and, and going somewhere with this the way I found out I had issues with my car, I got in my car one day I turned the key and my dad always taught me don't don't take those little lights on your dashboard for granted pay attention to them because you don't want to just take for granted that they go out and when I was young I used to just get in turn the key didn't even pay no attention I wouldn't look at them until way way later but as I've gotten older, I realized you, you gotta gotta pay attention to them to them to them lights because those lights mean something on the on the on the on the dash. So started my car, you know, gave everything the time it, that I use that it usually takes to, to go out, and I noticed that my check engine light stayed on. So I sat there for about a minute, let it just kind of run, shut it off, you know, wait a few more minutes, then started back up, and it, it stayed on again. So. With it running, I got out and checked all the things and potentially a check engine light could be, made sure my gas cap was good, which my my car, um, you know, doesn't have a gas cap. It, it was one of the new ones that don't have them. So wasn't that just checked everything, but at the end of the day, the light was still on. So that let me know, okay, I need to check this because if I don't check this, you know, and I don't, I don't make sure this is right, it's gonna cause much bigger issues with my car. You know, and in doing that and in thinking about just where I've been on my personal journey with, with with health and life and ministry I I've got a lot going on and in the midst of having all that going on you know Lord a couple of days ago um, said you know son check your levels which is where this lesson came from check your levels you want to make sure that that your levels as a leader your, your levels as a husband as a father as a man aren't getting out of whack because if you don't check your levels and make sure that your levels are where they should be to my standard It's not going to say that you won't continue to function. Like my car will continue to function with the check engine light on. But sooner or later, if I don't fix it, it's going to get to the point of disrepair so that it's going to stop working. And what he's saying is, I don't want you and I don't want my sons to get to the point where they're in malrepair and disrepair so long that the enemy fools them into thinking that that's normal. Because eventually, if they stay in that state, they're going to stop functioning. They're going to stop functioning and they're going to stop being effective as husbands. They're going to stop being effective as fathers. They're going to stop being effective as leaders in the community, leaders in the church, leaders on their job. That's not how I designed them to be. So we want to look at, at, at the key areas that we got to look at to make sure that these levels are right. Because if these levels are not right in our lives, we may not feel this today. We may not feel it tomorrow, but eventually we're going to feel it. So, you know, the first thing the Lord did when I when I after He gave me that is He He just asked me point blank, and I'm asking the same question. You know, how are you doing with your levels? If I asked you today, and there's no right or wrong answer, how do you feel you're doing with your levels? How do you feel that you're doing? You know, um, just as a husband, as a father, as a person, how do you feel that you're doing right now? Uh,
1: I I think uh, as a husband, I, I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing I think I'm doing well as a husband right now as of right now I think I'm doing really well as a husband as far as my levels and making sure that my wife is good and you know putting her needs first and being a little more caring and concerning and mm-hmm. you know just just thinking about her first before you know I, I make decisions so I, honestly, I, I feel really confident about my levels as uh, a husband and that's good and I think as a as a father mm-hmm. I, I, I think my levels are pretty good I think I think i am been in, in the right direction When it comes to Those two uh, categories and so, As far as being a father And being a husband that's As of good. right now I just I, I feel really good about Where my levels are at
0: and, and that's good That's a blessing Praise God That's a blessing truly um, As I looked at My levels and I asked myself That question I said You know what When the Lord asked me That question I said Initially I said I was doing good But I'm like You know what God I'm doing okay I'm doing okay, okay. I, think, I think I'm doing okay I mean I'm, I'm, I'm I'm confident I'm doing just fine as a husband. I'm, I'm confident I'm doing okay. just just fine as a father. Um, doing doing good on my job. You know, can't complain there. Um, believe I'm doing well uh, in the community as as an example and striving to be an example. And as I, as I continued on and started looking at it, because I look at it, you know, it how, how am I doing as a leader? How am I doing as a pastor? How am I doing as these things? And, and that's when I'm like, OK, God, I think I'm doing all right. And he's like, you're doing okay, son, but but all of my children can stand to do better. Mm-hmm. And this is what this lesson is all about. This lesson was not designed, even told me, this lesson is not designed to beat you up. This lesson is not designed to make you feel bad. This lesson is designed to help you see the standard that I've set because my people perish, my word says, because of lack of knowledge. And many times we kind of have an assumption of what it's supposed to be in these key areas that we're going to look at tonight. But I want to take all the, you know, conceptualizing out of it. And I want to let you show you in my word what the standard is. And then I'm going to ask you that question again. You know, how are you doing with your levels? And so he did. And and we're going to look at those tonight. We're going to talk about that. So, um. Self-evaluation is the key, and, and 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 says, test and evaluate yourselves, and this one Amplified, test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me, or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. And the, the key is to understand what self-examination is. And self-examination, like paying attention to the gauges in your car, uh, is critical. Because self-examination is defined as defined is a study really of one's own qualities, thoughts, conduct, and motives. And you'd study those things with the intent of, of, of analyzing the quality of yourself and really determining if changes need to be made. Um, we did a study recently in our Words of Work series in the main Bible study, and we talked about repentance and we talked about radicalized repentance and how radical repentance is what brings about change. And radical repentance begins with an individual like the 12-step program recognizing that they have a shortcoming, recognizing that they have an issue. And many times what happens is, is that because we stop, as, as men, we stop self-examining and we start assuming that everything is good. What we do is the same thing I'm doing in my car. We just keep on driving and things may not be as ideal as we think they are. Maybe we're not communicating as good as we should as a husband or as a father. Or maybe we're not being the example we could be on our job or being an example in our community. Because I've said it before, when we think people aren't watching us, that's when we're being watched the closest. And this is where we've got to get to the point as believers first. As men, second, to understand and realize that because of the positions we occupy spiritually and naturally, we've got to understand and realize that the, that the pressure is always on. But it's not a pressure that's designed to break us, it's a pressure that's really designed to make us better. And we start by making it a point every day to be in a constant state of examining ourselves, you know, and seeking God to, to make us over and, and to make us better. And I'm finding even in my own walk and in my own life, as, as the Lord's been challenging me with what he's given uh, as a vision for this ministry, as a vision for where we're going and what we're doing, and really laid it all out as far as the magnitude of it, the scope of it. You know, I understand the saying now that, that uh, my pastor said to me that if the, if the vision that God has given you doesn't scare you, doesn't absolutely petrify you, it's not big enough. You don't have the full complement of it. And I was running for a long time, going back to the engine light example, long time thinking, okay, I got it, God, I'm good, I know the vision, I know the vision. He's like, okay, all right. So he's like, okay, let me let, let me sit you down and really give you a true behold moment. Let me show you all of it. And he showed me all of it. I'm like, ooh, all of that? He's like, yeah, all of that. He's like, you want me to do all that? He's like, yeah, yeah. I want you, to, you're going to do it. I'm like, okay. And I was petrified. I'm like, Lord, I need to go back and, and, and I need you to make me over because I'm, I'm not I'm not ready for this. He's like, you are ready for it, but I, I thank you and I appreciate your honesty because the fact that you are willing to be in a constant state of examining yourself and allowing me to meet you where you are and encounter you, that's what prepares you and will equip you to be able to do everything that I have for you to do. And as men, this is what God desires us to be. He wants us to be in a constant state of examining ourselves and seeking him for direction. Because as we do that, that's what gives him license to come in and make us into the men that he desires us to be in this season, to be the husbands and fathers and leaders and bosses and everything that he wants us to be, to glorify him. Does that that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything you'd like to add? Any questions you'd like to ask?
1: Oh no, no no no! Okay
0: okay great. So, so as I as I began to look at it, like my dad taught me with, with with cars, it's pretty much the three or four major things you look at. You check your cooling system, make sure your drive system is good, make sure you change the oil in your car, you make sure your other fluids are good, like your windshield washer fluid and all that stuff. So here we want to look at these key areas, and the first one we want to look at is faith, because faith is really the um the key to the levels that, that God desires to take us to. And Romans 12 and three says, for I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man, the measure of faith. And that's Romans 12 and three. And the reason why I underlined the word the in that verse is that when you look at a lot of different translations of the word um it changed that v to to a to a measure of faith and i hear a lot of people say you know god gave us a measure of faith and the reason why i default back to the king james version on this is because when it comes to the critical things that we're looking at tonight God made it clear to me, I'm exact in those things. There's no wavering of me in those things. And I need my children to understand the the, the importance of understanding exactly where the levels for each of these things are supposed to be. And faith is critical because, you know, having the measure of faith really speaks to the fact that God has really equipped us as believers with everything that we need to build up the body of Christ in our living, but more importantly, everything that we need to walk out the plan that he's laid out on our lives by faith. And when I went and asked God about this, he said, think about, think about cooking. I said, okay, God, I'm listening. He said, when you're cooking, when you're baking a cake, you put in this much flour and this much sugar. But when you're making a pie, you put in this much sugar and you don't really use flour. But when you're making cookies, you use this much sugar and you use this much uh, flour. He's like, my point is this, unless the recipe is uniform, no matter what what is your cooking, you're always gonna be using different measures of key ingredients. But I gave each and every one of my children, he said, the measure of faith, meaning no matter what situation you're facing, I've given you the exact amount of faith that you need to overcome any circumstance. And he said, and that's critical to understand because I need my sons to understand that no matter what the dish is that you're dealing with in the form of the situation, the recipe for success is still the same. Have faith in me. Have faith in me, he says. And above and beyond having faith in me, be specific. Realize that I've given you the measure of faith in me that you need to overcome whatever the obstacle and issue is that you're dealing with. And and in order to, to tap into that and understand where you are at that level, I need you to stay in constant contact with me. And that's where many of us miss it. And that's why the Lord gave me this verse. And it says in there, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Because logos, knowledge, knowledge will get us pulled away from god i got this god i've been in this situation before and I, you know how we get Well, my experience tells me thus and so and there's nothing wrong with experience in its proper place but when it comes to walking by faith and, and and not by sight when it comes to experience we can lean in that vein on our experience with god and trust god's experience in the situation because when we lean on our own experience what we do i'll speak for myself because I, I won't speak for anybody else What I do is I'll take, well, last time I tried to fix this, I know when I did this, this, and this, this worked. So even though that car that I did it on was my BMW, you know, now that I got my little Ford over here, I'm going to try this, this, and this. And it might not work because the BMWs and Fords, they're different brands. One's an import, one's a domestic, one's a luxury vehicle, one's not. You know, they have all kinds of differences and those little differences can cause what would work in one place to not work in another. But when is God's experience and when we trust God by faith and trust God to lead and direct us to take the gifts that he's given us because he's given us more than enough to equip us to do whatever it is that we've got to do, no matter how great or small, we say, God, I'm yielding myself to you and I'm doing this by faith. I'm praising and believing you to give me the answer that I need. So I'm asking you simply, God, to just guide me and order my steps in your word in this situation. And what happens is, you know, I stop looking at the method that I used to get to the end result. And I'm praising God as I'm going through everything I'm going through for the end result. You know, because and and by doing it that way, he's taught me. I'm not going to say taught me. He's led me through how to do things I've never done before. Now, i ain't never done i ain't never helped nobody with no dishwasher before i, I ain't know nothing about no plumbing i'm not, because it's the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen what I what happens is that it makes me more sensitive to where my faith level is and then when i find myself being more fearful in a situation than filled with than faith filled in a situation I gotta check my I gotta check my faith level I got to check my faith level because, I mean, right now, right now, there's something that God has on my altar and on the docket right now. It's it's the biggest thing that's ever crossed it in my life. And had it crossed it a year ago, I would have been absolutely petrified and probably ran away from it. You know, but because of the journey that he's had me on, you know, throughout this past year, my health and all this stuff, I understand. You know what? God, my faith is big enough because you gave me the measure of faith. You gave me everything that I needed to accomplish everything that you want to accomplish in, with, and through me. So if this is where you desire me to go, God, if this is where you desire us to go as a ministry, if this is where you desire us to go as a couple, this is where you desire us to go as a family, I'm not going to be afraid, God. I'm going to go. And it's significant to understand and know what those levels are because if I feel that if I feel that in my walking, I'm like, God, something's not feeling right. And, and I want I I'm consulting you because I want to make sure that it's not me. Because if it's me and it's fear trying to creep in, I cancel that now in the name of Jesus because I'm not going to lean on no false evidence that appears real. I'm not doing that. But God, if it's not me and you're trying to show me something. Put me in tune with you so that I can see, so that I can hear, so that I can sense. Because it's not just me, because I have a wife that's following me. I have children that are following me. I've got a congregation that's following me. I've got coworkers that are following me. And I'm not trying to steer anybody in the wrong direction. So i got to make sure that my faith level is right. And and things come and they they, they sap your, your faith. They do. Because it takes faith to do so many things and, you know, like gas and every other level in the vehicle, our faith level goes up and down. But this is where we've got to be mindful. We've got to be mindful and examine ourselves and and understand and realize that God is constantly working. And when we feel our faith starting to waver, we can be like like the the soldier, you know, because my unbelief, help, Lord, Lord, help my unbelief. There's no shame in saying that. There's no shame in saying that, and I took, for a long time, I took, and this is solely my interpretation, this is me, I took the man's approach when it comes to that, and the man's, and, and huh, no, no, I, I took the man's approach as it pertains to um, admitting that I'm missing it in my faith, that I'm low, and the man. The man's approach, and this is just from my upbringing, the man's approach is, you You fall and scrape into you don't cry, just get up and dust it off and keep on going, you're a man, that's what men do. OK, when it comes to faith, it's OK to say, Lord, help my unbelief, because how are you going to get restored and rejuvenated unless going back to what I said with the repentance dynamic, unless you acknowledge to the one that has the capacity to give you what you need, that you need something. You know, I, you, you can't, I, I, I had to unlearn myself. I had to unlearn myself uh, from taking a man's approach to stuff in the natural And realize that the word is true and it says you have not because you what? You ask not. If you need need a refill of your faith, if you need a a booster of your faith, a refresher of your faith, uh, a, a reminder that I've given you, God says, the measure of faith, just ask me. But many times so many of us miss it because we fail to ask. We fail to ask. And the word lets us know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door shall be open because whoever asks, receives. Whoever seeks, finds, and who, to whomever knocks, the door is open unto them. In other words, if you're willing to acknowledge it and examine yourself, and if you see in the midst of examining yourself that there's a deficiency, instead of trying to fix it and do it yourself, come to me and let me do it because I made you. I built you. The one thing I appreciate from you and the one thing I appreciate and I've learned from you is the importance of doing the necessary research and the importance in believing that there's always a better, faster, cheaper way of doing things. Not in a bad way, not in a bad way, in a good way, because I was raised from the school of, well, if you don't know how to do it, just pay somebody to do it. That's not always the best way to do it. Because cause, cause what if you find yourself in a state where you're not able to pay somebody or you're not near somebody that you can pay to do it? You should at least have a working knowledge of everything in your vehicle. You may not be able to fix it, but you should know how it works to make sure ain't nobody s- feeding you a line. You know? And that's where faith comes in. Faith, again, is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the belief that God has this desired and meted in for us in every situation. The working aspect of faith is understanding and believing that God has given me the measure of everything that I need. Like I say, it's right here, everything that I need to fulfill my role in the body of Christ and taking every single gift, the exact complement of gifts that he's given me to do what it is effectively to make a difference in the lives of people in the earth. And if our faith levels are off, that can affect our spouses, that can affect our children, because if our faith levels are off and we off kilter, we could be hidden and walking our families and everybody that's following us right into the blessing and the destiny that God has for us. But because we're off because we didn't check our faith level. What if it malfunctions right at the threshold of the blessing that God has for us and fear comes in and fear drives us to go another direction? hmm. Uh-huh and we wandering for 40 years, we wandering to the point that the generation that we lead, God forbid has passed off the scene and our children inherit it. We got to be mindful. We always got to be mindful of what that faith level is cuz that faith level drives everything, everything else. Does, does that make sense? Mhm.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Anything you like to add or share at all? Uh I mean, it, 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 when you, when you uh the faith and in- the testament of
1: faith because I mean I have that issue too where mm-hmm. I, I question faith sometimes mm-hmm. and I I, I say that same scripture like I believe God but help me with my unbelief yes and I mean just even that you feel bad by even saying that because you feel like you you still kind of questioning God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to learn that you know it it's life I mean it happens I mean your your faith is going to get tested true and you are going to have those questions and you're going to have those thoughts. But the thing is, there's just to keep the, the faith pushing. Right. And, you know, just just keep pushing. That's right. So yeah, no, I, that's all I really want to
0: touch on. Oh, and I appreciate that. And that, that, that that's absolutely right. You know. And when I when, when I when that guilt tries to come in, I have to remind myself and put the enemy back in this place. Dude, you ain't got no rain here. Ain't no guilt here because, you know, grace, God always extends grace. You know, mm-hmm. that's why the first part of the verse, for I say through the grace given unto me. In other words, I ain't saying this because I got it all figured out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm saying this based on the experience that I've had with God that I have messed up too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he shows me grace enough to say, he shows me grace enough to use me anyway. Mm-hmm. Think about, think about Peter. Peter was, Peter was cussing folks out. Peter was cutting first and asking questions later. <laughs> Peter was acting a stone fool yet at the end of the day at the end of the day jesus still not only restored peter but allowed peter to to you know be still one of the chief apostles you know and ultimately be the first pope of the catholic church so i mean peter did went on to do big things in spite of the issues that he has and that's by god's grace and whenever guilt does try to come because yeah it it does make you feel like a guilt trip you know God's grace. His grace is sufficient. You know His grace is sufficient to allow us to to make that righteous request because the request is in line with God's will. I want your faith level to be right. I don't want you to tear nothing up because faith is the engine. If ain't no oil in your engine, what's gonna happen to it eventually? It's gonna get tore up. I don't want the engine to be torn up because if the engine's torn up, I can't use you. So the joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If it's if it's trashed, it's a wrap. You know, it ain't going nowhere. I don't care how nice that car looks. If the engine is jacked, it ain't going nowhere. It's just there. It's a statue. No use. Joy is the second one. Nehemiah 8 and 10 says this. Then then he said to them, he being Ezra, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is. Is your strength. And when he walked me here. I'm like okay God. I think I get this one. Because when I'm not filled with joy. That's a downer for everybody else. And he's like well son. Yeah that's that you're scratching the surface. But it's so much deeper than that. And it's so much more than that. And when you understand the concept of joy. And what joy is. The first thing that joy is. Joy is selfless. You know joy is selfless because joy is not rooted and it. it didn't make sense to me i'm gonna put it to you the same way it was put to me and then i'm gonna break it down i'm gonna broke it down to me joy is selfless because joy is not rooted in pleasing your flesh
1: okay wait there it's, yeah. it's like the it's like the silence going in and out is it i'm not sure why yeah
0: Okay, I'm. I'm not sure because I'm. I'm seeing the. It might be. I hope it's not the the connection. I'm. I'm seeing that too, on this computer. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you you are. Oh, you can't hear me now. Can you hear me now? Hello, uh-huh. I'm here. I can hear you now. Okay, okay, um, okay, so if you can't hear me, just 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 let me know. Um, okay. So so basically. Looking at the selfless aspect of joy, it's kind of like joy is really the formula of how we're supposed to pray effectively, you know, right. Um, and that's, that's, you know, Jesus, first Jesus, then others, then yourself, yourself is always last. And the reason why that's the case is that it comes down to focus and what we ultimately focus on, you know, governs how we feel like, like it's written here. And a lot of times what happens is that we stay just in a bad place because, and our joy levels get low because we're focusing on the wrong sources of joy in our lives. You know, we're, we're focusing on um, money. We're focusing on things. We're focusing on people. We're focusing on stuff. And what Nehemiah was trying to relay here is that Ezra was talking to the people and, and Nehemiah was a prophet and trying to help the children of Israel understand. You know what? God is letting you know through his servant Ezra, it's time for you to go your way and it's time for you to eat the fat and it's time for you to drink the sweet. In other words, it's time for you to, to, to be in festival mode. But in the midst of being in festival mode, understand that this time that has been set aside for joy and for celebration. is not... Living Witness Ministries is a church on the move that's dedicated to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ through the preached and taught word, community outreach, and practical ministry designed to save souls and change lives. You can sow into the ministry via our Cash App at dollar sign LW Ministries 2020. That's dollar sign LW Ministries 2020. Sow your seed in the good ground of Living Witness Ministries today. And thank you for helping us reach the world with the life-giving word. I pray that you were blessed by today's word. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we would be saved. If you've never taken the opportunity to do either one of those things, won't you join me now in prayer? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come before you a sinner. I believe that you sent your son to die, that I might live. I believe that he lived, died, rose again, ascended to heaven, and is coming back for sinners just like me. I confess my sin. I ask you into my heart and I ask you into my life. Thank you, Lord, that by faith I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like to welcome you into the household of faith and into a loving relationship of salvation with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ please email me and let me know of your experience or if you have any prayer requests or praise reports please email me the email address is living witness at gmail.com that's living the number two witness at gmail.com until next time this is pastor derek thomas encouraging you to live your life as a living witness